1: Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.
0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever
1: you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome
0: you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast and Uh, Guys, unfortunately, it's not a victory Monday. It is indeed a blown opportunity and a misery Monday as we welcome you aboard. The Washington football team goes down at home to the previously four-win Carolina Panthers. Should have seen this one coming from a mile away. I thought it would be a close game, but I thought somehow, some way, Washington would play well enough to at least win by a field goal. And instead they lose by a touchdown. 20 to 13. The final score. The Carolina Panthers improve to 5 and 10. The Washington football team drops to 6 and 9. This episode of the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast is brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right, less than 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1%. Of 1% of people ever play professional football, but instead of entering the NFL, they joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season, different, of course, very different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. So I did my usual thing at FedEx Field on Sunday, knocked down about five or six cans of Diet Pepsi. The problem was I spilled two of them. I spilled two of them. One fell off my desk and exploded all over the place. And one, I just spilled right off the counter. And uh, well, that's Diet Pepsi abuse. So don't be like me. Be like me by drinking Diet Pepsi or Pepsi. Just don't be like me and drop it. Not a good idea. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Let's go through the game. Uh, it was a disaster, basically, from the start for the Washington football team, despite the team struggling both uh, on offense. Dwayne Haskins was uh, incomplete on his first couple of passes. He was 0-4 at one point before finally hitting a pass for, I think, a five-yard game. He did go deep, and he did go intermediate on the first series, Incomplete, Incomplete. I like that idea. I've been calling for that all all week long, and you know what? He did it. And they came up empty, but I thought that was going to benefit them moving forward. And instead, Dwayne Haskins just was awful and never really improved. I mean, he had one or two... Good plays, decent throws, whatever, Uh, but it just was a disaster of a day for Dwayne Haskins. Ultimately, he would get benched, but before we get there, that being the big story and what happened after that, what might happen for Week 17 in Philadelphia, before we get there... We have a early disaster for the Washington football team, and really Carolina never looked back, you know, kind of, for the most part, from here. End of the first quarter, near the end of the first quarter, after Washington forces a punt, right, you think you're in pretty decent shape, Uh, and this was after Dwayne Haskins' first turnover, a sack and forced fumble, Um, and you think you're in pretty good shape, but then they punt the football and Steven Sims is standing at his own roughly 13 14 yard line and well Steven Sims muffs the punt and doesn't catch it and the ball gets kicked around and it gets booted into the end zone and Brandon Zilstra have you ever heard of Brandon Zilstra <laughs> Brandon Zilstra pounces on it in the end zone, recovers the fumble uh, in the end zone, and it's six to nothing, Carolina. The only good news here is that Joey Sly, the former Virginia tech kicker, missed the extra point, so it's only six to nothing at this point. Then Carolina, in the second quarter, goes on a 10 play 80yard drive, six minutes and 14 seconds. And you know what they did? They ran the ball. 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 They ran the ball again. They ran the ball again. They ran the ball. They ran it again. And then they ran a ball. And then they ran it again. Ran it. Ran it again. 10 plays, 10 runs, including a 45 yard run by Curtis Samuel as Washington missed two tackles. It was. Uh, Ronald Darby on one of them near the boundary, and I believe Jeremy Reeves was the second one. I'd have to double check my notes. And that sets up ultimately Davis, who is Christian McCaffrey's replacement, in for the one yard run to cap off that 10 play drive for 80 yards. And it's 13 to nothing, Carolina, at this point. Now, before we go too far into the game, right, I wanted to point out this. To you. Again, even though you're down 13 to nothing, you're still far, 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 far from out of it, right? But here's the problem: Washington gets a fourth down stop early in the game, right? Deron Payne sack minus nine yards, Teddy Bridgewater, Jonathan Allen just absolutely jackhammered the guard back into Bridgewater's lap, so on and so forth. Then Haskins comes out, right? And They're running the football, five yards, seven yards, five yards, ten yards, four consecutive plays. Now, listen, I I know you can't run every single... I got it. I, I understand that. I mean, Carolina running it for ten plays in a row is an anomaly, but they stuck with it. They were patient. They hammered. They chiseled. They worked. They got it. They had success. They protect their quarterback. They protect their offensive line. They were okay with taking a little bit at a time and then popping one, as we mentioned, to Curtis Samuel. Washington, meanwhile, again, this is, you know, uh, th- this is in the in the uh, second quarter here. Uh, actually, in the first quarter, I'm sorry. Um, Washington, after they get that particular sack and turnover on downs... You come out with four straight run plays, and then you go and throw on first and 10 from the Carolina 30. And Haskins is hit, sacked for a 10-yard loss, and the ball pops out. At first, I thought it was an incomplete pass. I thought he was moving forward with the ball. But when you isolate it, when you freeze it, um, it was a good call, it looked like. So Carolina, even though there was a review, the full play was upheld. And boom, right away, you waste that momentum of a fourth down stop. Uh, and then you turn the ball over. So at this point, you know, what you're looking at is, again, a 13 nothing deficit. What you're looking at is Carolina with a touchdown drive of 10 plays, 10 runs, success. They gassed him one time. What you're looking at is Dwayne Haskins off to a very slow start. And here you have a situation where you know you're stinking the first half. Um, they are being more than doubled in the first half of games. Nobody seems to care about this except for me. Everybody cares about the first drive. I, You know, the first drive is important, but nobody seems to care about how awful this team has been in the entire first half all year long, save two, three games, right? The two Dallas games and, I think, uh, the Cincinnati game. They were, like, up by two points. But then... After the special teams blunder, the turnover, and even though your defense is hanging in there, they again give up that 10-play drive, all runs, plus a couple of penalties. Deron Payne with an illegal use of hands and a defense of too many men on the field. So that extends drives. That makes it easier. Uh, And in one particular case, right, before the touchdown, it was... Uh, a too many men, which was half the distance, which gave Carolina third and one from the one. They got stuffed by Jonathan Allen, but then they ran it on fourth down and converted it for the touchdown, right? So again, they're up 13 to nothing. Then Dwayne Haskins goes out and it's pass, pass, deep pass left. Now they did convert the third and eight for 17 yards to Steven Sims. Did a good job with his footwork, stayed in bounds. Dwayne Haskins flush to his left under some pressure, did a pretty good job delivering a pretty decent pass, and boom. So you think now you're in business, right? But of course, we can't go back to the running game. Got to go right back to the short passing game. And on the very next play, Logan Thomas, the target, Dwayne Haskins doesn't see a linebacker sinking back to hear Whitehead picks it off, bing, bang, boom, series over. And now any momentum that you have, and it was kind of similar to last week, they would make a big play in the passing game, and then Dwayne Haskins would follow it up immediately with a turnover. This is the third time in now a game and a half at this point that he's made a huge play or a significant play and then immediately turned it over. And this one was the first of two interceptions, and it was a bad interception, and it was the second turnover already on the day. So what does Carolina do? They make you pay. They go right back on offense. And despite getting sacked once by Cole Holcomb for a seven-yard loss, they find Curtis Samuel, that man again who hurt them on the run with a 44-yard pass play deep into Washington territory to the Washington 17 on third and 16. I mean, you're not going to win division titles even as bad as this division is by giving up third and 16 plays, certainly not for 44 yards, right? And that has been a problem all year for Washington in this defense. The Giving up big plays on third and long. I mean, I can think of a lot of different examples. A couple of times in Cleveland, the Andy Dalton play in which John Bostic got hit for the late hit. It didn't hurt them, but I mean, still, that was a big play. Uh, Ryan Finley for the Bengals had a third and 18 run uh, for 19 yards and a first down. I mean, it has happened several times, five or six times over the course of the year. And that's just off the top of my head and then they turn that third and 16 bomb 44 yards into a touchdown just a couple of plays later again on a third and seven this time from the Washington 14 Teddy Bridgewater on a crossing route to Robbie Anderson he's wide open bang bang boom and it's 20 to nothing and all of a sudden you're down 20 to nothing and you're like oh my god this is happening again right this is happening again. It's midway through. It's late in the second quarter, actually. And you have no offense, and you have no faith, and no confidence. And then you come out, and you at least put together a field goal drive. All right, so 48 yards, Dustin Hopkins, and you're down 20-3. to three. Then you get the ball. Um. Then at the end of the first half, they get the ball back again, right? Teddy Bridgewater with 20 seconds left is hit by Chase Young, a tomahawk chop, ball pops out, it's intercepted by uh, Cameron Curl, and Washington takes over at the 39-yard line, Granite, with 12 seconds left. Now, maybe you say this is insignificant, and it probably is, but ultimately, you're trying to make something happen. You're trying to get into field goal position late, maybe take a long crack, And Dwayne Haskins throws a second interception and now a third turnover into triple coverage along the boundary and along the sideline. Just can't make those type of mistakes. So now it's three turnovers in the first half by Haskins plus a muffed punt, which goes for touchdown. So four turnovers for the Washington football team in the first half. You cannot win football games like that against any opponent, period. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. And that's the way the first half ended, 20-3 to three in favor of the Carolina Panthers. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the lockdown Washington Football Team Podcast. We'll come back, finish up the second half recap, uh, and uh, cross the T's and dot the I's. We're not going to hear from any coaches or players on this episode. I'll get that for you the next episode. You'll hear from Ron Rivera, I'm sure, very angry Ron Rivera or, or frustrated Ron Rivera and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, we'll, we'll do all of that, but we'll get you the second half rewind coming up next, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at betonline.ag. You know what? I put $100 in my account on Saturday morning, I believe it was, maybe Friday. Uh, and I typed in locked on, and I got my fifty percent welcome bonus just like you can. And I put two separate bets down on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday afternoon against the Detroit Lions. And my only problem is I didn't bet enough. I'm such a cheapskate. I bet three dollars on the first half total. Uh, with well, at the the first half with the Buccaneers minus six and a half, and then I bet. $4 on the Buccaneers for the game, minus 11.5, because I thought Detroit would play dead, and sure as you know what, they were. And yeah, I won. And I got only $6.17 plus my money back on the $7 that I bet. Then I turned around and I bet $5 for the Washington football team to win straight up because it was a pick 'em game on. BetOnline.ag during uh, Sunday early afternoon, and I thought, well, I'll take the Washington football team, pick them at home in a must win game. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Man, that I lost my money. But anyway, you can put a little juice on the games and have a little fun too, just like your boy did. Uh, I suggest you go right now to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, just like I did. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. We were talking about my experience with betonline.ag. Well, if you guys need a little information, how about... Locked on Bets. It's the latest podcast and show from the Locked on Podcast Network. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe now to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get Podcast. All right. So away we go right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast for part two uh, of our episode. So we leave the first half at 20 to 3. We're all kind of wondering if Ron Rivera is going to make a quarterback switch. Again, Washington has now turned the ball over four times in the first half. Yes, the last one may be a garbage time touch uh, interception, but it still counts. It's three interse- uh, it's three turnovers by Haskins, two interceptions, uh, and four turnovers total. And you're down 20 to three. Instead, Dwayne Haskins comes back for the third quarter. Ron Rivera would say after the game that he felt like, based on what happened last week against Seattle, Dwayne got into a rhythm pretty early on. They scored some points. They moved the football. And all of that is true, except it took until the five-minute mark of the third quarter before they started a long drive of 96 yards. Like the first 10 minutes of the quarter, they did diddly squat. As a matter of fact, Dwayne Haskins had a bad interception, and they went three and out. So they didn't do that out of the half, just to be fair to be fair. So Dwayne Haskins is still the quarterback. You get a situation where Carolina has the football out of the chute. They turn the ball over after a long drive in which they convert it fourth and two. They go all the way down the field. They get a second and 12 from the Washington 19, and Chase Young steps up, sacks Teddy Bridgewater, forces a fumble, and then recovers his own sack and forced fumble. So you're thinking, okay, now that's two turnovers we've created, the interception to Curl that Chase Young Tomahawk chopped the ball out uh, and didn't somehow get credit for it. And now this particular play, right? So you bent, you bent, you bent. You're on the field for a long time. They were on the field, Carolina, for about eight minutes to start the third quarter. So Dwayne Haskins comes back out on the field and right away, incomplete. Then an 8-yard pass. Then he hooks up with Cam Sims on a 3rd-and-2 for a 50-yard pass. Clearly the play of the game. Cam Sims ran away, uh, up the Carolina sideline, broke a tackle, and puts Washington in really good position but then of course the first play now here I am a run guy they try like a little shovel toss and Antonio Gibson gets blown up for six yards I've got to look at the play again I think it was the tight end maybe it was Morgan Moses on that side I'm not sure Uh, but they immediately go backwards so now it's second and 16 and Dwayne Haskins finds Jaden McKissick and he makes up 14 of those 16 yards so that's good Third and two, and then Haskins gets the ball tipped when he had McKissick McKissick, McKissick wide open in the right flat. He gets the ball tipped, and it falls incomplete, and then they have to kick a field goal. Now, did Ron Rivera blow an opportunity here to go for it on fourth and two, and to try and get some of that momentum back? And again, remember, you're down 20 to three. So a field goal made it 20 to six, Right and it's a two-score game at that point, you're down 14. If you don't get the fourth down conversion, again, remember, you don't have a quarterback that you trust, and he's not playing well. If you don't get it, then you're down by three scores. You're still down by 17 points. So I understand why Ron Rivera did not go for it and instead kicked the field goal. I, I don't have a major problem with it. I'm surprised that he didn't go for it, but I understand why he didn't go for it. Uh, Later on in the fourth quarter, Dwayne Haskins would have a similar situation, but fourth and two from like the 34-yard line, too long to kick a field goal, so they go for it. And that was, as it turned out, Dwayne Haskins' final play because he missed a wide-open receiver underneath, just like he had missed on the first interception of Sunday's game. And you just cannot have that. You just cannot have that. And that was the final dance. That was the final straw for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, But after that field goal... It's 20-6, to right? And Carolina is really not doing anything offensively at this point. They did their damage in a spurt in the first half. They get a third and eight in Washington Territory. Montez Sweat comes up with a big sack, forcing a punt. So now you think, all right, we're in business. Down 20-6. to Cook a little bit, right? And then that's when the series comes up in which they convert, um... On third down via penalty, it should have been incomplete. They should have had to punt, but they get a penalty on Jeremy Chin, the young, impressive rookie, and they are pass, 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 pass. Every play is pass, 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 and eventually, you're going to run into trouble. You're going to make a mistake. Fourth and two, Carolina, 36-yard line, again, too long for a field goal. And Dwayne Haskins scrambles under pressure, doesn't see um, a receiver, I think it was Cam Sims, wide open underneath that would have been good for the first down and then some. And... He doesn't see it, and he gets sacked, and away you go. It's a six-yard loss on fourth and two. This is what happens when you are pass, 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 pass. And I asked Ron Rivera after the game, I said, did you guys abandon the the run too early? And he said no. He said because the score became 13 to nothing and 20 to nothing, and he's right. And it was 20 to three and then 20 to six. He's right. The score was double digits. But that doesn't mean you abandon the pa- the run when your quarterback stinks. That's the problem that I have. Everybody's going to say, well, yeah, you abandon the run when you're down 12, 13, 14, 15 points, 16 points, 17 points, whatever it is. But not if your quarterback stinks. That's the problem. And this is a classic case of where they come out and they run one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, ten plays, all ten are passes. Just the opposite of what Carolina did. Now again, score and situation is different. I got it. But you cannot, you're not good enough. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Tom Brady. You're not Drew Brees. And even those guys struggle when they're one dimensional. You cannot constantly be down by 13, 14 points because nothing works in the first half or because you abandon the run like they did or because you get behind because the defense has got too much pressure. And now you're in a situation again where you're down 14 and you're just pass, 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 pass. and eventually a good defense, and line is not even that good Is going to pin the ears back and come after you and get home and that's exactly what they did on the fourth and two but Dwayne Haskins missed an open wide open receiver I mean if I can see it Uh, From where we sit, which is very far away from where this play happened, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, for him not to see it, and it's been a constant problem the last couple of weeks. He's inaccurate. He's high, usually. He's uh, turning the ball over, but then there's agonizing plays where he's just not seeing wide open guys, and it's happened several times on turnover plays. Uh, over the last two weeks. And it, I've never seen it this bad. I've never seen it this bad where he's missing so many things. All right. So after that, and you th- pretty much figure, okay, this game is almost just about done. So Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke starts warming up while Carolina goes three and out. And he comes in, Heineke, and he's facing a first and 10 at the Washington eight. And he throws a short completion on his first play for eight yards. Then they stretch it out deep a little bit. Antonio Gandy-Golden incomplete. Third and two. Heineke scrambles up the middle, plus draws an unnecessary roughness penalty for the first down and the 15 extra yards. So now it's first and 10 at the 34. Quick short pass to Sims for four yards. Heineke deep middle for 19 to Logan Thomas. Then they take another deep middle shot, intermediate more, to Cam Sims. Incomplete. Then another incomplete Deep over the middle to Steven Sims. Again, they're trying to stretch out the Carolina defense. I got it. They're trying to pick up some chunk plays here, down 20-6. to six. Heineke, third and 10, pass to Antonio Gibson for seven yards. Fourth and three, Carolina 36, again 20-6. And Heineke pass to Cam Sims for nine yards to get the new first down. Uh, Cam Sims had a couple of important catches, the 50-yarder earlier and then the fourth-down conversion there. And all of a sudden, you have a first- and 10, where you have the ball at the 27 yard line. And again, they're going no huddle, even though there's six minutes left in the game because they're down two scores. So he hooks up with Sims for four. He hooks up with McKissick for five. And then JD McKissick runs for four yards uh, to the Carolina 14 yard line. So now you're in business on third and one. So he picks up the first down. Then they hook up with Logan Thomas for nine yards, but then Heinecke is sacked for a seven-yard loss. Third and eight, Carolina 12. Heinecke incomplete over the middle to Logan Thomas. Fourth and eight, uh, they hook up with Thomas, but the touchdown is called back because of a penalty. Offensive holding on Wes Schweitzer. Heineke was running for his life. And then he's incomplete on 4th and eighteen. So another opportunity there that goes by the wayside. They should have had a touchdown or could have had a touchdown, but instead it gets called back for holding. So they go out on downs in that particular spot. Then Carolina run, run, run. Run And Ron uses all three of his timeouts. He's got no timeouts left, but he stopped the clock and he's given his team again down 20 to 6, an opportunity here, an opportunity with 3.09 left to go in the game. And Heineke comes right out, hits Sims for 23 yards, hits... um, Uh, He scrambles around for seven yards. He hits Logan Thomas for seven, then an incomplete, then another incomplete as he's trying to go intermediate to deep. Then he scrambles for 12 yards on third and 10, gets the first down. Big stuff. That's a couple of scrambles that result in first downs. And then he hooks up with Logan Thomas for 13 right at the two-minute warning. Come out of the two-minute break, and boom, he throws a beautiful pass to J.D. McKissick for a 29-yard touchdown. And Washington got the touchdown despite defensive pass interference and a roughing the passer penalty the second time that Heineke drew a roughing the passer penalty so now it's 20 to 13 on an eight play 91 yard drive and you think hey yeah maybe the problem is you only had 149 left after the kickoff and you had no timeouts because you had to burn them on the previous series and Teddy Bridgewater just kneels 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 boom and the game is over because they couldn't stop the clock so the final score 20 to 13 a disastrous uh, performance I won't say effort but a not good performance by the Washington football team that with a giant loss should have clinched the division it does not and the Washington football team now faces a do or die situation we will come back and set that up next right here on the lockdown Washington football team podcast good to have you with us All right. It is Chris Russell here for our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar is the way to go to start your week off right. 18 total flavors, six new flavors, nut and non-nut flavors, 12 original flavors, including my favorite, the peanut butter brownie, butters, the butters. Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They taste great and here's the best part they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber i need to eat more like this i tell you that much i got to bypass those buffalo dip and chips that they had in the press box uh, on sunday and i got to eat more built bars go to builtbar.com use the promo code lockedon and you'll get 20% off your next order use the promo code lockedon for 20% off at builtbar Alrighty, guys, we are back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We wrap it up. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Coming up later on this week, you will hear from head coach Ron Rivera. You will hear from Dwayne Haskins. You will hear from Taylor Heineke, who may draw the start week 17 against the Philadelphia Eagles, who were eliminated today on Sunday by the Dallas Cowboys. So the Philadelphia Eagles will host the Washington football team and... It will be on Sunday night football. That's right. A 6-9 team going for the division in the Washington football team and an eliminated 4-10-1 Eagle team just playing out the string after their 37-17 loss to the Dallas Cowboys, who improved to 6-9. The Giants got browbeat by the Ravens uh, in Baltimore, which would have set up the division title for Washington if they would have won. Of course, they did not. So the Giants are 5-10. So here's the deal. If the Giants, if Washington wins against the Eagles, who again are eliminated and are 4-10-1, if Washington wins, they win the division, they are in the playoffs, of course, the only team from the NFC least. If they do not win, if they tie or if they lose, then the winner of the Cowboys... Who would improve to seven and nine if they won, or the Giants, who would improve to six and ten uh, if they won, and because they have head-to-head advantage with Washington, they would get the division title at six and ten over Washington and the Cowboys. So again, Washington wins Sunday night football in Philadelphia. Kickoff just after eight o'clock now. Uh, from Lincoln Financial Field, if Washington wins, they are in. They win the division, win in it. If they tie, they're six, nine, and one. If the Cowboys win, they would be seven and nine. If the Giants win, they would be. Um, they would be uh, the Giants would be six and ten. I should say six and ten, uh, and again if the cowboys win they would be 7 and 9 obviously that would uh, beat the washington football team uh, if they finished at 6 and 10 right so if the cowboys Win, they go to seven wins. That's how they beat the Washington football team. If the Giants win, they go to six and ten, but they beat the Washington football team, who would then be six and ten because the Giants have the head to head tiebreaker over Washington. So, again, as simple as we can make it, Washington wins, they're in, period. If the Washington football team does not win, the winner of the Cowboys and the Giants are in, period, and it's the end of the season. So... Sunday night football, that game, the NFL flexing to uh, SNF in the primetime slot. Listen, all you can hope for is that the Washington football team is going to get battered this week, and there's going to be all sorts of frustration and anger and depression and hostility, and nobody's going to pick them to really win this game. Despite Philadelphia being terrible and despite Philadelphia playing out the string, people are going to be so down on Washington that you hope maybe they wake up and they play a better first. First half, which they have been awful in all year, and that they don't turn the ball over as much as they did. You just cannot do the things that they did on Sunday and expect to win. And here they are. They only lost by a touchdown and had kind of a chance, right? They had kind of a chance. They had some calls that didn't go their way. They had a touchdown taken away on a uh, penalty. I mean, they could have easily won that game as badly as they played. So don't count out Washington. Uh, I have a fairly decent feeling about them going into Philadelphia, although they do not handle mobile quarterbacks uh, very well for the most part. Uh, And we'll have to see what kind of spirit Philadelphia comes with because, again, they're playing out the string now at 4-10-1. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason,